0: it's these days get off my lawn get to work pull your pants up unbelievable i think that uh, it's pretty common for the older generation to look at the next generations coming up and the generations that are coming up behind them and to view them as soft i, I you know just just to look at them and to think wow there is a problem here. and this is not a new thing. So I am I am a member of Generation X and certainly the headlines about Millennials over the years have been have been pretty laughable and comical and and then the the, the next generation, whatever that is, I think it's Gen Z coming up, but I'm probably wrong about that. Uh, there's some pretty funny headlines about that. but reality is it's always been this way literally always been this way have you heard this one here is a quote from socrates well, a little while back it says the children now love luxury they have they have bad manners contempt for authority they show disrespect for elders and love chatter in place of exercise Children are now tyrants, not the servants in their households. They no longer rise when elders enter the room. They contradict their parents, um, chatter before company, gobble up dainties at the table, cross their legs, and tyrannize their teachers. I mean, you thought millennials were bad. Are they crossing their legs or gobbling up dainties at the table? No. So, when I take it in context, they're actually doing great. I'm, of course, kidding about millennials. I think that y'all are great, and I think that Gen Z is all great, and I think that all people are all just fantastic. So, but I thought that that was pretty funny. I was reading a Wall Street Journal article this morning and read about how a lot of young folks are struggling with return to work and they are struggling with basic niceties and uh, office. I don't know why I'm struggling to uh, to find the right word for this, but they're having a hard time navigating the office environment. They're having a hard time going into a workplace. They're having a hard time dressing correctly, eating properly, sending emails, just being in offices. Um, there are some interesting quotes, one said, or uh, just talking about some of the problems. One recent grad found working in person to be draining thanks to professional attire and staying energetic consistently. Well, that's, that's probably going to be a problem. And another attended an etiquette dinner and it was important that they learn how to eat at the other people's pace to discuss neutral topics and avoid personal questions." If that's not just the worst advertisement for corporate life, I don't know what is. Oh I my mean, gosh. Discuss neutral topics, avoid personal questions. Yuck, what are we talking about? The most vapid nonsense ever. That would, reading that, if I were a younger person, I'd be like, no thanks, I opt out of that 100%. The article just goes on to talk about how uh, there's problems with understanding proper dress code, literally uh, how to send emails, navigating interpersonal communication and interpersonal relationships, and that one's that one's obviously a little bit tricky. Um, when I read it, I thought, how long was the pandemic that that we have this group of people who um, were isolated? Well, we were all. Isolated to a degree, and have this group of people in their formative years where they were, they ought to have been doing lots of interpersonal communication with one another and not able to do that. So, no question about it. It was an awful thing that is going to slow the development and has slowed the development of a lot of people. When I read that, I am surprised by it. I am i'm saddened by it i am shocked by it um but i guess i i, I guess i shouldn't say that i'm surprised by it because i think that we've been incrementally getting a little bit worse and worse and worse at at having interpersonal communication and just making connections and making new friends and all those kinds of things but i heard this once what's obvious to you is brilliant to somebody else and I am very comfortable with interpersonal communication. I think that my superpower is being able to talk to anybody. It's one of my favorite things to do is to talk to people. I love having coffee or having a drink with somebody or whatever, lunch, just having the opportunity to meet somebody new. And obviously on the podcast, I get to do that just about every day. So I've gotten better at it. Interpersonal communication is a skill like any other. It's more like a dance, I think, than anything else. It's a give and a take. Um but you will get better and if you don't do it ever, then you will not have that skill. Maybe it's like martial arts. Look at me and my all my all my analogies this morning. Probably more like martial arts where you start out as as a white belt, and you can work your way all the way up to a black belt. I think that, that is certainly a thing. I remember when I was doing my when I was in college, I took an interpersonal communications course, and it was just the most obvious stuff in the world to me. And I thought, I, I don't, this is crazy that people made textbooks out of this stuff because it is so basic to me, and so obvious to me. But I am blessed, apparently, um, with the ability to with with. With, with those skills and those abilities and, and other people, particularly these young folks who are now entering the workforce, for whatever reason, um, do not have. So the answer is that there are now going to be um, new training programs that companies are going to be implementing. And they are going to be teaching people how to handle conflict, how to have um, and navigate inner office relationships, how to um, make eye contact, how to introduce yourself, which again, seems really obvious, but not necessarily obvious or not practiced. Perhaps that's the best way to put it. Just because you intellectually know and understand somebody doesn't mean you can actually put it to work you can read all the karate manuals in the world, but it's a different thing when you're actually doing karate with another human being. So you could read all the all the texts or take all the courses in how to have a business lunch or how to ask somebody out on a date or how to introduce yourself, whatever. But until you actually do it, that's a whole nother whole nother thing. So I am talking myself into the value of these courses as I am talking. So uh, I think, uh, I, think it's, I think it's really, really an interesting thing. And there are big problems with, um, with expectations as well. Um, and this is also a really important part of, I think human relationships that this article highlighted was that a lot, of, a lot of teachers are are bemoaning the fact that students will just relentlessly uh, email them and contact them even uh, over the weekends and holidays about things that they want or things that they need. And they appear to be in a lot of circumstances, really blind to different expectations. So when you take a big step back, I think that these are some of the most important things and some of the most important skills that we can learn, know, get better at, which are interpersonal communication and then properly setting expectations for a relationship. Because if we do not have proper expectations in our relationships, that's when things do go sideways. That's when people get let down they get frustrated, they get mad. So being really upfront with what the expectations are, with what next steps are, with are we on the same page here? How do you like to process information? That is a really, really, really valuable skill to have and not at all obvious. So managing expectations um, on the front end, managing expectations while you're having a conversation with people and gaining permission along the way, and then figuring out what next steps are at the conclusion of our interaction where do we go from here kind of a thing and if you're not comfortable having those kinds of conversations because that can be comfortable that can be an uncomfortable thing well just know that the more you do it the better at it you will be so i think some really kind of some greatest hits in terms of how to become a better interpersonal communication a better interpersonal communicator number one is that you have two ears and one mouth and that's for a reason so At some point, you're going to have to talk, but there's so much power in asking a good question because when you ask a good question and you actually listen and give the person the opportunity to respond and answer your question, um, there's so much wonderful things. There's so many wonderful things that are happening there. Number one, you're doing a good job listening and you're becoming an active listener. Um, Number two, people find people who are interested to be interesting. So if you want to be interesting, be more interested. So having the right questions to ask, having topics ready to go or prepared in advance will help you to be more comfortable. It'll help you to be more interesting, and it'll just help you to be a better communicator. People will like you because you're asking questions. You are interested. If you're just asking questions and then tuning out and not paying attention, well, that's not going to get it done. You need to give somebody 100% of your attention, I believe, and know that one of the greatest gifts that we can give to anybody is our complete 100% undivided attention. So we do that by answering good, ask, asking good questions and listening to the answer. So when you ask a question, it also allows for you to take a little bit of a break. If you are uh, nervous when you are having conversations with people or you are, whatever the case may be, when you have a question ready and you can ask, it gives you a minute to catch your breath a little bit. Um, and just you know, hit the tennis ball over the net to the other person and let them and let them play for a minute. So if you want to be interesting, be interested. Um, A couple of different topics that you can just keep in the back of your mind. And for our HR listeners out there, you may uh, have grievance with me on these, but that just is what it is. Uh, Essentially, the opposite of what that dinner table etiquette or business etiquette dinner was all about, discuss neutral topics and avoid personal questions. Well, We don't need to ask people about uh, the most personal aspects of their lives, but we can ask them whatever city that you're currently in. If you're in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, you can ask the person you're talking to, did you grow up in Omaha? And they will tell you, yeah, yeah, I did. Or they'll tell you, no, I'm actually from um, Florida or I'm from Connecticut, whatever the case may be. And there's a million questions there too then that that kind of gets you going. I always want to ask people what they're interested in. So think about what their hobbies are. Do you have any hobbies? What what hobbies do you have? And they will answer and you'll be able to find commonalities. And you know that that that, that that's always a valuable thing is to look for common ground with people. But more so, I'm interested in and talking to somebody that I have absolutely no experience or no context with what they're talking about. If somebody is from uh, a country that I've never been to, I think that that's such a wonderful opportunity because I'm a curious person and I'll have a million different questions for them, but just ask them where they grew up or if they grew up here, um, wherever here might be. And if you are running out of, well, you talk about vacations. So you have any travel plans? going anywhere soon. So think about vacations, think about what they're consuming. So you're reading any good books, uh, listening to any good podcasts, watching any good movies these days, watching any shows, you're binging any shows. Um, from a funny question standpoint, I am fond of asking people what their favorite dinosaur is because it's funny. I like asking people what their favorite color is. I would like to ask people silly questions Like, would you rather be a pirate or an astronaut? And you can have fun with this stuff. People like to have fun. Breaking news, spoiler alert, people like to have fun. So we can have fun. It's okay. And then finally, if you could have dinner with anybody, you could have, if you were the host of a podcast and you could have anybody on, anybody from any point in time in history, who would that be? And so there's just a handful of good questions that you could be asking. Um, to help with your interpersonal communication skills, kind of break the ice a little bit, get the conversation moving. And those are valuable to have in your back pocket. So the next time you're going to something where you are perhaps dreading what it is we're going to be talking about, who am I going to be talking about? Have those questions ready. Have a little bit of fun and think about your own fun questions, whatever they might be. Um, But I think the fundamental thing here, talk about what's really going on why it is that, that young people are struggling to be successful with interpersonal communications, why we struggle and are tired by these kind of environments and it's hard to keep our energy levels up. I think that the, the, the really big culprits here are first and foremost, obviously technology. Um, it's really having a horribly detrimental effect on so many different aspects. I can't imagine dating today um, thank goodness I am a married person. I can't imagine dating and just using you know, a dating app or dating off of social media apps and stuff like that. Um, I think that there's probably benefits to it, but um, it's going to be, I, I fear that we're going to lose the ability to walk up to and be able to strike up a conversation with people and that's true for a lot of reasons i think that we have on top of technology we've also caused everybody to walk around on eggshells and to be nervous about walking up to strangers and talking to them we are nervous and have created a culture of awfulness where if you say the wrong thing that you will lose your livelihood you'll lose your friends you'll get cancelled and all this other bullshit. And I think that's really, if I were really to think about why people are so reticent and so uncomfortable with interpersonal communication and with interpersonal interaction, it's because we have allowed this culture of awfulness to proliferate and to grow. And we dogpile on people when they make a mistake. And we virtue signal and call them, you know, bad people or bigots, or we call them racists or whatever. And, you know, it's impossible to know what's in the heart of anybody else, but we need to give ourselves grace to be able to have conversations of all different kinds, but not to be terrified that the wrong word, if my mouth makes the wrong noise and that comes out um, that my life is going to be over. I maybe took this one a little bit too far, but you get the idea here. Um, start at the beginning. Older generations are always going to look at younger generations and think them soft or mildly problematic or something like that. Doing something stupid, doing things you shouldn't be doing. Um, not as good as that generation. So that's always been going on. It's always going to be going on. Um, that interpersonal communications are a muscle like any other, and it's a it's a skill like any other that can be learned and can be strengthened. And we need to look at the conditions that are making, that have made the need for additional training necessary. And it's technology but it's also the culture that we've decided to to proliferate. And it's the culture that I think we're a little bit tired of. I know I'm certainly sick of it. I am not somebody who is going to discuss neutral topics at a dinner and avoid personal questions. In fact, quite the opposite. Um, I like to chop it up. I like to to have real and authentic, um, difficult conversations with people um, that are different than me. And the only way we can do that is to, to go into interactions, uh, with genuine, uh, in, in good faith and, uh, and to be able to have fun and work together and to challenge one another's thinking. Um, if we're not able to do that either because we're not comfortable doing it, or we don't have the skills to do it, that's going to hold us back as what got us here um, was certainly not discussing neutral topics and avoiding personal questions. So need to be able to chop it up. We need to be able to talk about whatever it is that's on our minds and um, to give ourselves and one another grace and a little bit of space to do that and to make mistakes because it's going to happen. So bottom line, support, support, your coworker who is a millennial or a Gen Y or a Gen Z or a XYZ, Elemental P, whatever, put your armor on them, help them out a little bit. Maybe don't put your armor on them. You get the idea. Anyway, as always, do your part by doing your best.